MBS 360, your navigational compass to guide you to career opportunities and we'll help you navigate that journey. Join our talent pool on our homepage at missionboxsolutions.com so we'll be able to help you find new opportunities. And if you're interested in sponsoring any of these episodes, you're an organization that is looking to highlight your career opportunities, please reach out to myself, Justin Pearson, or Alex Mims to get the process started. Whether you're a job seeker looking for your next opportunity or you're a company that is looking to find the right fit for your team, we are here to help. Every week, we are going to explore the latest trends and strategies so that job seekers and companies can find the proper match that each party is looking for. Whether you're going to be crafting a perfect resume or you're interested about a cover letter or you're looking to conduct an effective interview, we will provide actionable tips and advice each week to help you navigate the job search process or the talent search. As for employers, we will dive into best practices for sourcing and hiring top talent, as well as building diverse and inclusive workforces. Tune in each week for valuable insights and inspirations to help you succeed in your journey. My name is Alex, and I am your host today. Importance of marketing yourself on social media. We're going to explain to you guys how to showcase your value, okay? Why do we focus on the marketing? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about building a personal brand. So the brand is more of the feeling and what is being said about you when you're not in the room or you're not on the platform. The marketing, however, is the actual delivery of your content and your engagement to an audience. All right. Your social media footprint is a large part of the talent search. Why? Because on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, recruiters are trying to learn about you as a candidate. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to do a quick Google search of the name and the state, the location, and possibly the job. And usually on the first couple pages of Google, we're going to see most of your social media profiles. And when we're looking at these profiles, specifically LinkedIn, LinkedIn is going to give us your experience. It's going to show us an about section, uh, possibly if you have recommendations. There's 50 skills that you can have included in that profile. And all of that information is going to go together and it's going to help the recruiter to better understand you as a candidate. The better the understanding that we have of you as a candidate, the better that we can advocate to the hiring manager in order to get you hired. And I'd also add to that, Alex, that it's going to help solidify the decision to have the screening with you and to interview you in preparation of delivering you and your resume onto uh, the hiring manager. Nine times out of 10, you know, for several hours, we've been scrolling through the ATS, you know, going through candidates' records. As soon as we find a candidate that we're like, wow, she meets every one of the qualifications. Hold on, let me do a quick Google check. We get to see a few of that individual's social profiles. We jump onto their LinkedIn. And we just do a quick overview. And that right there, that, you know, 
couple minutes span of a Google search in your LinkedIn profile or any of your social media platforms is going to really weigh heavily on, hey, are we going to screen this individual? You know, are they um, an individual that we would want as part of our team? Mm. Yeah, that was perfectly put, uh, Justin, as always. Um, our next point is building relationships <clears throat> is vital to marketing yourself. Okay. I know that we always push networking is important, but if you want to truly start marketing yourself, your network is going to bring you exposure. I had a conversation today with my boss and she was talking about how on LinkedIn now, the majority of folks that she sees are active duty or veterans. And she was starting to feel like her experience on the platform was being limited. So I recommend that people connect with five to 10 people every couple of days, because as you expand your network, you're going to be, ex you're going to be exposed to their second and third degree connections. And as you begin to push yourself out there, whether it's through comments or creating content, the more people that you're connected to, the more opportunities that you are going to have to be able to connect with your target audience. Another point that is out there is show value, right? And show value is such an ambiguous term. And when I first began, it was something that frustrated me to no end because it was very difficult for me to figure out how exactly do you give value? I want you guys to realize that value can be given to another person by simply engaging, okay? Because when you're engaging on somebody's content or you're writing your own content, you are giving time and you are giving thought and you're giving a like. All of these things bring value to that person, okay? It's the whole concept of give before you take. All right, value can be an engagement. Value can also be given via a direct message where you're saying, hey, I thought about you, this podcast. I know that you enjoy podcasts. I heard about this one. It's on personal branding, and I know that you love branding. Here you go. Give it a listen. Have a great day. That's a great way to show some value. But Justin, what are your thoughts on building relationships and marketing yourself, networks, exposure, and value? That's a whole lot right there, man. Uh, rule of seven on value. Focus on providing seven forms of value right before you go about asking anything from the person you're trying to build relationships with. It should be about them. So you're going to do that through providing value, interacting on their content, providing your subject matter expertise and we'll get into that a little bit later right but providing that subject matter matter expertise that you have that's going to help them through a challenge or through an obstacle that ultimately is building trust respect and creditability with the individual which is part of your network right and you're building the relationships within your network and you're growing your network um, in a way that um, is aligned to the goals that you have. And we'll get into that a little later. Alex? Absolutely. So 
the overview for tonight, we're going to focus on three main points. The first point is going to be, what does it mean to market yourself? Because we've got to reach a point of clarity so we can begin our journey. Number two is going to be set priorities and then detail a plan. And then number three is going to be detailing a plan using seven steps slash strategies. Okay. And the reason we say steps slash strategies, because depending on where you're at in your journey, you might need to have a little bit bigger uh, view of everything versus a little bit more step by step. Okay. But these seven, I promise are going to help you. And then after that, we are going to just share some pro tips for showcasing value, stuff that's helped myself and Justin in our couple of years out here on LinkedIn. So for number one, what does it mean to market yourself? Before you even start the process, I want you guys to spend some time sitting down and thinking about your strengths. I recommend using a legal pad and a pen. I'm old school. Some of you guys do this on Microsoft Word or Google Sheets, whatever it is. All right. And make a list of all of the strengths that you have. Next, I want you guys to think about things that drive and motivate you. Make a list of your goals. And for these goals, make sure that these goals are where you want to be in a year, five years, possibly even 10. And then this is where it gets hard. But you have to ask this. Ask yourself, what are the things that your peers appreciate about you? And when we say peers, we mean folks that work with you, that are on the same managerial level, and then your senior managers. Next, you guys need to answer the question, what do you bring to the table? Okay, when, you, when we say, what do you bring to the table, we're talking about hard skills. We're talking about soft skills. And then some of the other intangible things that it's very difficult for people to extrapolate by looking at your LinkedIn or looking at your resume or maybe even having an introductory interview, right? Like communication, how you approach problem solving. And then the very last question is, if you were to quit your job today, what would the company lose? And you're just going to have to mull over that last one. All right, this one can be a couple of sentences. It's totally okay. But for this one, you just have to make sure that you're being honest with yourself. All right, I want you to picture this as an ideation, brainstorming exercise, freewheeling here. Write down the things that first come to your mind. Okay, this is not an exercise that we use um, where we're going to second guess ourselves. Okay. Because we want to make sure that we get as many items down on the paper as we possibly can. Because we can go back and refine it later. But for point two, Justin's got you. I appreciate that. You know, just just touching on, on, on that a little bit. Um, a few podcasts ago, we talked about our what and our why, our goals, our values. You know, where we wanted to be, what we wanted to do. We talked about how to determine drive, right? How to determine um, your passions and your goals. And ultimately, once you know these things, and hopefully you're writing them down right now, 
just off the top of your head, or maybe you've already um, took some time and went through each of those drills, right? And so you fully under understand that's going to help you know, like part of what it is and how you will actually share this type of content, right? And what the voice of your content is going to look like and is going to sound like and how it's going to inspire those within the network uh, that you're building. Ultimately, that's marketing yourself because you're going to be grabbing someone's attention, then they're going to want to read it. They're going to want to have a better understanding of who you are and either a, you know, they're assessing you to determine, you know, is this an employee, a potential employee, or you know, maybe you have a product or a service or a solution that can help our organization. But it's really, really important to know this before you just jump into, you know, your content strategy and just posting a whole lot of um, nothing on social media. And I'll tell you the truth. That's where I stumbled and fell in my first four months, five months on social media when I was transitioning from the army back in 2016. I did not have a plan. I just had um, a specific, hey, I'm going to share something every day. There wasn't an overall plan that was really focused in on my niche skill set, who I was as an individual and the values that I had. And if I, if I would have done that back then the first time, it would have been so much easier of a transition process. So we're giving you the tips and the tricks now. So you don't have to stumble and fall like I did then right? Understand your what and your why so you can optimize your different social media profiles. So when people do start researching you, they're going to say, wow, I really want to talk to her or him. Man, that one hit home when you said, I just try to get out there and share a post every day. Um, that was definitely something that I did as well. and. While I believe that it is effective for exposure, it does cause confusion because the topic seems to change every day. And yeah, it's not a specific topic, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, hey, my life in the military was this. It wasn't I'm a recruiter. These are my talent acquisition skills. This is my recruiting knowledge. This is how I recruit. This is social recruiting. I, it wasn't that. It was just like, yep, yeah, back in the day, I was jumping out of planes here. And then a couple years later, here's my operations in Afghanistan. And oh, yeah, by the way, I earned a bronze star. No one really cares about that stuff, in all honesty. What they care about is your specific skill set and your expertise. So once you're able to hone in and determine what that is and start sharing that, that'll get you the traction that you need. And then you can circle back with those cool airborne stories or air assault stories um, or the military stories that you have. And you can share those stories when you have conversations where it makes sense to, um, you know, where you're at and trying to uh, communicate your skill sets and, and your attributes and whatnot. Yeah, well put. Okay, so let's pull out that legal pad again. I've got two more points that we need to digest, okay, to really get to the what does it mean to market yourself. So part of marketing yourself is going to be knowing and understanding what your weak points are. 
I want you guys to think about the areas where you could stand to improve. Maybe it's verbal communication. Maybe it's your copywriting. But make a list of the weak points and be brutally honest with yourself. At this point, it's just you and you're not going to help yourself by sugarcoating anything. If there is some level of doubt in the skill being weak, put it down. For example, when I did this exercise six months ago, the top skill that Alex identified was business development. Business development is the act of finding a client and then getting that client to work with your company. That is the most simplest way of explaining it. That is very difficult for an active duty service member to do, largely because we don't do much business to business or B2B work, right? Make the list. Don't be afraid to hurt your own feelings. Just like the first point, we just want to get a list down. And that is all for that point. The next point is every brand, including your personal brand, has a target audience. How you market yourself means knowing your audience and how to reach them. I want you guys to consider who are you trying to reach with your marketing? Is it a hiring manager? Is it a CEO? Is it a recruiter? Consider the goal for the next 12 months. Are you looking to get a new job? Are you looking to just advance your career? Or are you looking to advertise yourself because you started your own company like Justin? Or do you have an entirely different goal altogether? Knowing who your audience is, is going to enable you to deliver your message in the right way to the right people. And when we say the right way to the right people, you essentially create a persona. We're going to give an example using Justin here. Justin, please correct me if I'm wrong. But Justin is the CEO of Mission Box Solutions. His goal right now is to find other founders of startups or CEOs of established companies that are looking to grow and expand their operation. Growing and expanding the operation is going to be things that he can search for on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and find folks that are having these discussions. He's going to jump into these discussions. He's going to add a valuable insight, specifically when people are making posts about the failures. The failure post is where you can jump in leave a thoughtful comment and explain something and try to help them solve the problem that they've posted about. This is a great way to find and engage with the target audience. How I recommend that you do this on LinkedIn is go up into the search bar and if you are targeting a recruiter because you're a job seeker, type in recruiter and then throw in a comma and then throw in the location Throw in a comma, throw in the company, throw in a comma, and then throw in the duty title. This is going to give you a list, albeit this list 
that you search for is going to be large. Okay, if you really want to hone the search down, Google Boolean. And then if you create a Boolean string and place that inside of Twitter or LinkedIn, that list is going to be a lot smaller. And based off of the list that you find, that is going to give you a target audience list. And chances are you're not going to be connected to these people yet. But that's going to give you a basic list of people that you need to start engaging with so you can get to the 7 to 10 exposures before a connection or an action is taken. But over to you, Justin. Let's hear your thoughts. Dude, you just spelled it all out, man. You ran through the whole gauntlet, the alphabet, man. That was awesome. Thanks for uh, for taking time. And you highlighted so many different areas that um, – are, are extremely valuable. You know, if you're an individual uh, looking for a career opportunity and let's say it is, um, you know, sales and you're trying to build your network uh, with valuable sales leaders, directors of sales, directors of BD, you know, founders and CEOs of companies, VPs of sales, right? You're going to want to share content that resonates ultimately with them through thought leadership with respect to things that are happening in the sales or the bd funnel right think about it for uh, for a second what does that funnel look like what does that even mean maybe you don't know and this is the opportunity for you to learn okay hey the sales funnel business development funnel at the top of the funnel, which is a very, very wide part, you have awareness. And as it goes all the way down to the very, very, very bottom, it goes nurture. So it's awareness, discovery, interest, consideration, close, transition, and then nurture. So ultimately, you have to be able to bring people into this awareness phase of your content, right? Where they're learning about you. You're attracting opportunity with them. As they move down into the funnel, that's when you're going to start moving into conversations with them through DM or through email or in the Zoom call where you can under, understand their, understand the situation, understand what jobs they may know of and are aware of, engage interest, you're building relationship um, as it's happening, you're creating shared value, and then you're showcasing your services, or a variety of different solutions in your interest to be able to ultimately showcase you as a potential employee for their organization, okay? Um, so take time to think through that with, with any type of uh, skill set that you're trying to build a content plan around so you can talk to these people because the people are going to be very different. You know, if you're an IT and you're a developer or you're an engineer or you're an architect, your content plan and the people that you're going to talk to is going to be much different than that of a sales BD individual or a talent acquisition or recruiting professional. So think through that and then think like who are other engineers or sales managers or recruiting managers? What are they sharing? What are they talking about? What does thought leadership look like? in those specific verticals and then how do you engage within someone else's platform in someone else's content to be able to share insights develop 
a relationship with them, give them value, and ultimately establish some trust and credibility, which hopefully will lead to you connecting with the individual and maybe you eventually having a virtual call with them. Alex? Yeah, absolutely. I like how you say virtual call because for me, the goal has always been to one, get on a call with them. And number two, and most important is to build a relationship up enough to get a personal email or personal phone number. That for me, that is a standard. All right. If I don't have either one of those two from you, I feel like I haven't done enough. All right. So let's talk about where we can find our audience. Okay. And there are tools that are out there that will help you cross post your content. All right. You can hit LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok relatively easily with using a couple of tools. A couple of other platforms that we have here are Behance, Dribble, GitHub, or Stack Overflow. Now, for specifics on those platforms, I'm going to turn it over to Justin. These are all platforms that you can provide thought leadership, build projects on, um, and leverage these medians, right, to be able to interact with other professionals. Very similar to um, your regular, normal social media platforms um, that everyone's used to. But, you know, I would encourage you to think outside of the box and start looking on um, other platforms, other software um, um, websites that are going to allow you the opportunity to build a network, show your thought leadership, and eventually people are going to start commenting on it. If you have a Reddit account or a Medium account and you're posting articles about your expertise as a talent acquisition professional because you deliver strategic talent or as an engineer because you're a software guru, eventually, if people are interested, they're going to start commenting. And then through building that relationship, you're going to learn more about them. You're going to understand who they're connected to. You're possibly going to get... Uh, referrals and intros from them, all because you're on these platforms like Behance, Dribble, GitHub, Stack Overflow, Reddit, Discord, Telegram. There's all kinds of groups and forums that you can interact with, uh, that you can build relationships from, you know, uh, that are outside of LinkedIn. Yes, uh, 76% of job seekers do use LinkedIn, right? So definitely you want to master LinkedIn, but I, I definitely encourage you to um, also look at other uh, other websites too, especially in the search and identification process, process of um, targeting uh, specific leaders, right? To be able to communicate them with them from your top 10 or top 15 companies, right? And if you don't have that, already written down and figured out, I would definitely um, challenge you to do so. Know and understand what those 10 to 15 companies are that you want to be a part of, why you want to be a part of. You're building your social media brand to market yourself so you can talk to them specifically. And then, you know, through research on the website, research on 
LinkedIn, you can identify who the leaders are within the organizations that you need to talk to. And then you can determine who are the active professionals that are part of the organization that you probably can get in contact with that can help lead you to the ultimate decision makers, right? And and when you think of this spider web of social media platforms and networking platforms and, and different softwares and websites that are going to help you do that, it's all part of, you know, this network that you're building, Behance, Dribble, GitHub, Stack Overflow, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, you might not find Thomas on LinkedIn, right? And he may not answer his LinkedIn messages, but you know, if, if he gets a TikTok notification, he's going to answer it. And what that's what's awesome is then you have Thomas's full attention right there because you're trying to get in touch with Thomas. So something to think about, something to leverage that is going to help you in this journey. Because ultimately you want to increase your engagements because you're getting exposure, right? And you want to make sure that you're finding the people on the platforms that they're most likely going to interact and um, engage with you on. Some people may not want to engage with you on LinkedIn, and some people will engage with you on Instagram or on TikTok or on GitHub. So just be aware of that. Ooh, man. You're going to talk about dropping a golden nugget right there. I just want to repeat that back. So what Justin was saying was if you initially connect with somebody on LinkedIn, for example, for me, I've got a really good friend. He works for Tesla, and he is a recruiter. Uh, we messaged on LinkedIn. We were supporting each other mutually on there. But with how the LinkedIn Messenger works, it is sometimes very difficult to keep track of those messages in an organized way. I haven't found the man on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, but I did see him on TikTok. And on TikTok... I sent him a message and was like, hey, man, I seen this video. It reminded me of, you know, some struggles that we share as dads of little kids. And that was enough to be able to build a relationship with that guy because we had a shared struggle. Right. So don't be afraid to look up these folks on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I, I might be a little bit weary of looking them up on Facebook. Uh, just because it's a little bit more of a personal platform as opposed to the other ones. But as you build your relationship, feel free to reach out on Facebook. Okay. Another point that we want to say is when it comes to how to market yourself, using cross platforms is a great way to get to those seven to 10 exposures that we were talking about before the person is going to act, right? When we say 7 to 10 exposures, we're talking to 7 to 10 comments, likes, because all of these are going to generate notifications where they see your profile, your face, and, and in some cases, your headline. I love that. Thanks, Alex. And Charlie, yeah. Charlie Franks gives us a comment as a job seeker. This information is so helpful. And thank you for joining us uh, tonight, Charlie. We really, really appreciate it. We appreciate your support. And we're thrilled that this information is helpful to you. And if you have a question, hey, drop a question in the comment. This is live Q&A, too, as we're rolling around here. All right. Take a minute. Drop a question. If you need an answer, no question is a bad question, please. 
let us know and we'll give you give you some answers from from our perspectives sorry about that uh alex go for it man no absolutely uh you know how i feel about comments i get overly excited about them so thank you charlie for jumping into the conversation because that is justin and myself's goal for each mbs 360 we want you guys to be just overloaded with value because we have stumbled on our journeys and we don't want anybody else to experience the same failures that we have. Now we just completed talking about and defining what it means to market yourself. Now we're going to get into setting priorities and detailing a plan. So you have probably spent your entire life feeling like you are second to someone or something. Whether it's your company, your boss, your clients, your coworkers, your spouse, brother, sister, whoever it is. Okay. I want you guys to realize that if you're not doing what is best for you, you're doing yourself a disservice. There is absolutely a time to put others first and realize that there is a time to focus on you. And when it comes to your personal brand and marketing yourself, it is all about you. Your personal brand is going to impact everything that you do from the moment that you start building it. It's what people are going to see when you post on social media. It's going to be the way that people react to you in person, which is absolutely crazy. And this one for me was hard for me to accept. As I was building a personal brand on LinkedIn, there were people that were very senior in the Air Force. And when I'm talking senior leaders, I'm talking they're at the senior most echelons of management and leadership. And when I would come up to them, they would already know who I was because they had consumed my content on LinkedIn. This was a huge shock for me. Okay. And it's probably going to be a big shock for you too. But just realize that once you start building, these type of interactions are probably going to happen at some point, and it's okay. That should just be validation for you that what you're doing is effective. Because as you start marketing yourself, it is going to be slow. Impressions are going to be down. Views are going to be down. Comments are going to be down. And that is okay. All right, that is not an indication of bad content or poor effort. All right, that is just how these social media platforms work. You're just going to have to build up some steam and stay consistent. All right. I want no, you I guys. Just, oh, oh, go ahead. I definitely want to add in, in that piece. You know, uh, when you read good content uh, and you're learning, I'll tell you nine times out of 10, I probably just soak it in and I remember who posted that awesome content. And I need to get better at this because I don't throw a like or a comment on it, but I read it. I guess some people would probably call that a lurker, right? Um, but what I find is when you do share that, that content, people will remember that and then they're going to circle back to you and they're going to have conversations with you later. You know, based on the last several years of content that I've delivered on a 
daily and a weekly basis, you know, it provides people with an understanding of who I am, right? So even though I may not have ever had a conversation with you over the period of the last two years, and they've probably read 20, 30, 40 of my posts, they automatically feel like they know me. So take the time, right, to build valuable content, to be able to prove who you are as a, as a professional, to be able to show and exemplify all of your great characteristics, your skills, your attributes of what you bring to the table, and that's going to help you win. Man, and this is all about winning. I don't know why, but I can. I really like some of these impactful statements that you're putting out here. We want you to focus on it being you and the way that other people see you from top to bottom, whether they're below you, if they're below you. And when I say below you, I mean, they're not as far on the journey as you or when those folks that are farther down the road than you are, when they see you, they want to be we want them to be able to relate to you. All right. So how do you get them to relate to you if they're more senior than you? Talk about current problems, how you're dissecting them, how you're solving them, and then how you are communicating to your team for the team to action and move forward. This means that you guys are going to have to be sure that every detail is what you want people to see. This goes back to our point of choosing to meet people where they are on the platform that they are and realize the ways of communication from platform to platform differ. We have really broke this down in the past on some of our lives. So I encourage you to check one of those out where we really break these down. But Facebook is very informal. That's like the backyard barbecue. Your LinkedIn account, that's like your water cooler at work. You're in the break room. Keep a professional tone. And when you're on Twitter, I want you to picture it like it's a bar. Okay. The other places like GitHub, that is a place where you are going to show social proof. You are going to show the projects that you're working on. All right. Discord. Discord is a very similar to Twitter. You can have some real, real conversations in there. But just keep in mind where you're at is going to drive how you talk to these people. Another thing that I want you guys to think about is your style of dress, the way that you move, and the interpersonal behavior, both in person and online, in all the communications that you offer, right? Depending on the platform, that's going to drive the profile picture that you choose. Personally, I always go for a picture in which I am smiling, somewhat well-dressed, okay? Maybe it's a sweater. In my Facebook profile, but in my Twitter and my LinkedIn, because that is the main places for my brand, I keep the very same picture. You want to remain consistent. Because as you remain consistent across your what is going to build your brand in multiple places at the same time. Justin, what are your thoughts on all that? You nailed it, Alex. Be consistent. Um, you know, people, if they know your LinkedIn profile picture, what that looks like on LinkedIn, and then they see it on Twitter, they're automatically 
going to know it's you when they're scrolling through the crowd uh, of people that may have the name Alex, because I'm sure that, you know, you have a pretty common name. There's a lot of people with the name Alex Mims. Um, and then from the professional perspective, you know, have a great looking profile picture, picture where you are smiling to show um, your friendliness. And it also shows your professionalism and, and much more. So a lot of great points. You nailed it. Set your priorities, detail your your plan so you can package your brand properly and ultimately share the value of your expertise and who you are as as a professional to the digital world. Because in today's day and age, that's how you're going to be seen. You're going to be seen by marketing yourself. Uh, if you have these dreams and goals and aspirations of climbing the corporate ladder or having a dream job working from home, you're going to have to leverage and accelerate this this learning path and this way that you you're going to communicate with potential employers um so you can achieve you know your goals and the dream job that you're looking for yeah absolutely we talked about priorities and detail in a plan now we're going to go over detailing that plan and turning it into seven steps or seven strategies depending on where you're at in your journey the first one is going to be choose a niche. And when we say choose a niche, if you're a job seeker, we want you to choose an industry. Okay. Maybe if you're a project manager, maybe that's IT or maybe it's construction. But when you're going through and you're answering your questions that we talked about in main point one, that's where you want to align <clears throat> where you would like to work. So that way, you can begin to speak to that specific industry's problems. The next one is going to be become an expert. How do we become an expert in something that we're transitioning to? First, we research. All right. We read, read the news. All right. See what is going on in that industry. The challenges, the wins. Other things that are coming up on the forefront, another way to do that is when you're identifying companies, research the 10K reports, go to the about section on their websites. This is going to give you excellent insight to where the company is currently and where the current or and where the company is going to go in the next couple of years. You can speak to all of these points that you find in your research via sharing lessons, wins, and failures that you have experienced in a similar capacity, right? You share your lessons learned because it goes back to the people that are above you and the people that are below you on the journey. When you share your lessons and your failures, those learning opportunities are going to save someone somewhere time and effort, all right? If you save someone time and effort, that is going to be valuable. Next is share wins. If you share a win, maybe your maybe your coworker won an award, maybe you won an award, don't be afraid to share that stuff. There is nothing wrong with sharing a win and doing a little bit of humble bragging on yourself. Okay? Because as you're trying to become an expert, if you only focus on sharing how-tos and the research that you've had, your content 
and your marketing is going to become a little bit boring. We want it to be engaging. So do your research, share your lessons, share your failures, and share some wins. And what that's going to do is it's going to vary up the content in between copy and videos and pictures. All right. And people are really going to be able to connect with you on a deeper level because they're going to feel like they really know you. Justin, how about you take us through the education and building a social media following? I love it. Yeah. Um, let's start with the building the social media following. When you think about the job that you want to do and where it's located, the type of profession, the type of company, the industry that you're operating in, that takes a lot of time and research. You need to do that. Don't put it off. I know right now you're probably thinking, I just scroll through my feed and I'm going to find something. But then you think back the last three or four or five weeks, you really haven't found anything. So again, I'm encouraging you to educate yourself by understanding your what and your why, by outlining and identifying and assessing 10 to 15 companies that truly motivate you and then start building your, uh, your following in your network within those specific companies. And if that's, you know, from a virtual remote perspective, then you're looking for people associated to that company that may not live in a specific area. Or if you are focused on a specific area, then build your network within that region. Let's say it's Charlotte, North Carolina. So you build a bolstering uh, network in Charlotte, North Carolina, a bunch of financial leaders great business professionals, maybe even some of them had a military background, right? So you can start to engage with those particular connections, but be mindful of what type of company it is, in what industry, what are the different layers of professionals that you need to become connected with? Because it might not be all um, just recruiters or recruiting managers. You may need to um, communicate and build relationships with human resources professionals or recruiting managers or directors of recruiting or the VP of operations, right? So look at that. Think about that. Determine, A, is it small companies, medium companies, large companies, enterprises that you're trying to build this relationship with? Once you have that identified, you should, you should know, hey, if I'm going to build 500 people in my list that are going to support me, you could probably identify all 500 people on, on LinkedIn, probably within a week or two, and you can send connections. And just you just keep reinforcing that and keep honing in on the target. Because ultimately, you want to get rounds on the target. You want to get rounds in the bullseye. You want to place rounds in the upper left-hand quadrant of the bullseye. And that analogy is like you want to find a small company in Northern Virginia that's a software development company that uh, has a, a military-friendly community to it. They have values around corporate social responsibility and philanthropy, and they're doing a lot of uh, enriching of veterans' lives. And you want to be an IT project manager within that company working uh, with, with that team. Right. So you're connecting with the founder, you're connecting um, with 
the people that you would be serving with or maybe managing, and you're relating with them. You're hearing about the things that are going on in their life. You're researching these people so you can hear and read what's happening in their life. And then when you have the opportunity to start interacting with them, you're inclusive, right? You're hearing people out. You're adding value in that way, shape, or form. So hopefully I, I touched on um, the points that you are hoping I would, Alex. Thanks. Absolutely. Um, having a little bit of imposter syndrome now, uh, thanks to you, but it's okay. We're going to work through it. All right. So being inclusive, all right, a good way to be inclusive is always hearing people out. Welcome anyone to speak because when you are sharing your research, your lessons learned, your wins and your failures, there is always going to be someone out there that has a contrarian view and think everything that you're doing is trash. And that is okay. Welcome those people that have a different view. And instead of engaging in the comments negatively, ask them clarifying questions. Because when you ask them clarifying questions, you are going to learn about them, but it shows that you are willing to listen and willing to change your mind. And that is an intangible skill that a recruiter or a partner can find very valuable. Another thing that you can begin to start doing is look for speaking opportunities. A live such as this, a podcast, a LinkedIn audio, a Twitter space, maybe even Clubhouse. Look for an opportunity where you can jump into the conversation, leave a comment, share your expertise, drive the conversation forward. What this is going to do is this is going to get people to know and become familiar with you. One thing that I was told early in my life was your network is directly correlated to your net worth. As a young man, when I heard that statement, I was like, yeah, okay, this has no bearing on my capability. Which was right. But what I have learned is that the better and more well-developed the network and exposure that you can generate for yourself, the better the outcomes and the more opportunities that you are going to have when times get tough. Your network is like a garden and you have to tend it. So now we talked about detailing the plan. Those were the seven steps. And now we are going to transition over to pro tips for showcasing your value. And Justin, I'm going to let you lead us off into the pro tips so we can keep going. Awesome. Thanks so much, uh, Alex. And I'm going to give a shout out to Brian Arrington. And he is the president of uh, VetsToIndustry.org. So if you have not um, ever experienced a Vets2 industry networking event or military spouse mixer, please do a Google search on LinkedIn and get connected with Vets to Industry and Brian Arrington. He 
has built a phenomenal organization that is truly, truly out there to help our military community. Um, and Alex, if you would drop a comment, uh, vets2industry.org. And please, Brian, feel willing to share your next events in, in um, our comments. And I would love to make sure our audience, when we send this out in a newsletter, that they all have access to knowing when your next event's coming up. Um, and what's really awesome about this team is it provides hope to our, our veteran community, to our military spouse community, right? Uh, with people that like truly care for you, that really want to um, help you in your journey. And that's important to be able to rally around a team that cares for you, and that's gonna give you good direction. And that's going to help you through the challenges that, that you're facing versus just telling you to figure it out, right? And you're gonna find those, but what you're not gonna find th that within Vets to Industry, because that whole team is just truly amazing. And I always stand up and say, hey, this is a great organization that really, really provides great opportunity for uh, for our military community. And the networking buzz is just insane. So I love that. It's really, really an awesome thing that you, you should check out. So uh, appreciate you jumping in with us, Brian, president and founder of Vets to Industry. So, okay, awesome. Let's jump into these pro tips, right? So I think it's really important, right, to understand what your content strategy is. Right, you're going to determine that based on the niche and the subject matter expertise or the learning perspective of becoming a subject matter expertise. Right, through that journey, you're going to know what it is that you need to share to be able to grab the attention of those uh, within your network, right? So they can learn more about you. But there's a lot of different, you know, methods um, that where you can build build content and schedule content, right? So just think of, you know, the frequency of how you want to schedule content, you know, starting off, it may be just once a week, right? And that's all you got, you know, but eventually you're going to get to maybe three times a week or maybe a post every day, right? But ensure when you're looking at your plan, you want to be consistent. So if you're going to do three months at one post a week, and it's going to be the most awesome uh, post that you can you can put together, then then go for it. But you know what? You know, don't look at it from the perspective of it has to be perfect, right? Just be consistent. Find ways that you can provide value, and then post. You know, if it's hey, I'm going to post once a week every every Monday morning at nine, then post every morning Monday morning at nine. There's a lot of you know our teammate Derek loves to post at nine o'clock. Mountain Standard Time, you'll always see his post. So I know just like in the morning paper, if I pop on to LinkedIn at about 11 Eastern Standard Time to give a quick check before lunch, I get to see one of Derek's awesome posts. And if you aren't connected to our recruiting manager, Derek Ionelli, please give him uh, a search there on LinkedIn and give him a follow. Let him know. I just called him out i would love for him to get a message right now and see that so if you are uh listening right now send derek ianelli a message and let him know we are talking about him um, there again are a lot of great uh, tools right to be able to schedule content right but just be aware some of these tools 
may limit your reach, right? Um, it's just something to consider and something to think about. There's nothing like a good old post that you do yourself. You upload all of the uh, the copy and all of the words and you dress it up with a really nice photo um, and you post it and it gets awesome reach versus, you know, maybe if you're using Buffer or Meet Alfred or Taplio, you might not get as, as much reach. But, you know, you win some, you lose some, at least you're, you're pushing content out and you're providing good, valuable information to your audience. Thoughts, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, um, for me, when it comes to other social medias, <clears throat> I use Hype Fury when it comes to Twitter and Instagram. Uh, because uh, once you do the majority of your writing on Hype Fury, Hype Fury will automatically retweet um, 6 to 12 or whatever hour mark you set. And I personally have it set at 12. Because what I want to do is I want to be able to appeal to people in other parts of the globe that are using Twitter. And a great way to do that is to have an automated retweet. Now, on Twitter, you don't have to worry like you do on LinkedIn, right? Because Twitter encourages automation and it's totally fine. What I have found on LinkedIn is I personally use Taplio. And the reason that I use Taplio is because the ease of adding graphics, pictures, and carousels, and then have them automatically post. That has been one downside of Hype Fury for LinkedIn that I, I don't recommend that you use it. Okay, another great thing about those two platforms is they give you post ideas. You can search via keywords. And if you're having some writer's block, it can really help you get over that. One of the things that I do want to encourage people to do is to use copy. So copy is just straight words. Okay. Graphics and videos. And for your videos, they don't have to be perfect. Okay. For example, LinkedIn's chief operations officer, Daniel Shapiro, never, ever releases a video that is overproduced. Normally, he will be walking around the building or walking around LinkedIn's campus in San Francisco and just shooting the video on his phone. It's very imperfect, okay? You need to focus on what the message is rather than the production quality, all right? There is nothing wrong with shooting a video on your phone and then posting it to LinkedIn. Do you need closed captions? Do they have to be perfect? Does the lighting have to be right? No. As long as somebody can see your face, natural sunlight, that is absolutely fine. Just focus on getting a quality message rather than having an overproduced video, especially in the beginning. For carousels, there are two ways that you can make a carousel post on LinkedIn. You can make a PowerPoint slide or a series of slides and then upload them, and that will 100% work. Or you can use Canva 
to make carousels. I personally use Canva because you can edit the size of the pixels to fit the platform's natural feed. All of my LinkedIn carousels go through Canva. And the reason that I use a carousel is because as a person has to click the see more feature to read all of the copy and then to scroll down to the slides, the longer that they stay on your post. And that is going to increase the dwell time. Now we're going to nerd out on you for a second, but as you're scrolling through a timeline and you slow down or stop, a timer begins. And the longer that you stay on the post, the better that post looks for the algorithm. And the longer the dwell time you have, the more exposure you're going to create. And exposure is going to bring opportunity. And the last point that I'm going to give you before I turn it over to Justin is making sure to align your content themes across platforms. If you're talking about process improvement on LinkedIn and you also have a Twitter, make sure that you are tweeting about the same specific topics that you are on both platforms. And if you want to take this a step further, Twitter focuses you to get a very succinct point out. One of the things that I use is I use my tweets as video prompts because I have to put out a very pointed thought. So those are just some pro tips that I use. And then as you cross post the content from platform to platform, what you're going to be able to find is that you build a content library. And the whole essence of marketing is getting to those seven to 10 exposures. And the more pieces of content that you create, the more times that you can schedule those pieces of content to get out there when you are not on the platform and you're enjoying the life that you've built so far. But over to you, Justin, for some pro That's tips. hard to beat. That is hard to beat, man. I don't know if I can follow you, Alex. Wow. It's awesome. So I guess I'm going to, I'm going to change the scope a little bit. You keep hearing build content, build content, build content. You know, let's think about it now from the perspective of the organizations that you want to be a part of, what they're doing, what are their campaigns, um, what type of initiatives are they a part of, what type of corporate social responsibility um, messages are they continuously sharing, right? When you have these 10 to 15 companies that you have identified, you need to go in and do that research. So you can develop a content strategy just like Alex was sharing with you, with your carousels and with your videos and all of these different methods of, of displaying your content. Now you gotta think about it. What is the content? So when you're thinking about, let's just say for example, Team RWB or other VSOs, right, veteran service organizations or military service organizations, you might be sharing about military advocacy, supporting the military community, enriching the lives of veterans, um, networking events for veterans. Another organization could be Hilton or other hotels. They do global service weeks. They support local communities. They promote environmental sustainability. 
maybe it's Booz Allen, right? Um, there in, in DC, they have annual inclusion summits to promote diversity and inclusion. Capital One, also another great company, investing in the good, supporting food assistance centers, social impact, community sustainability. These are all great talking points within those specific organizations coupled with if you're a process improvement expert or a recruiting coordinator or a recruiting manager um, or you're a sourcer or you're a business development individual, you're trying to establish partnerships, you're a project manager, right? You're thinking about it from those expertise seats, right? And from the company, corporate social responsibility thought process, but then you can also look at it from their values, right? Because if you're talking about something that's happening within the military community and sharing it from a collaboration perspective, when you start looking at the company's values, individuals within the company are going to know the company values, and that's going to be important for them to find employees like yourself that are already, you know, built and made of, you know, the values that that organization represents. When I am interviewing candidates for Mission Box Solutions to become part of our full desk recruiting team, I am trying to determine, do they deliver on commitments? Do they have integrity and honesty? Are they effective and speedy in their communication? Do they have battle-like competitive spirit? Are they solution-focused? Do they have and showcase they have a continual continual self-development um, you know happening throughout their life you know these are things i look at so when we think about team rwb and hilton and booz allen and capital one some of their values are excellence doing the right thing innovation collaboration empowerment customer focus integrity teamwork leadership having unflinching courage integrity impact and respect these are all great content ideas and themes for you to develop your content strategy based on maybe some of their initiatives um, and maybe from the perspective of you as a process improvement individual or a sales manager or a sourcer or whatever the job case may be. I hope that that provides you with a little bit more insight when you're starting to think about, well, what are these content um, ideas that I need to share and develop and create? And is it going to help me build a relationship with the VP of operations from Capital One or the recruiting manager from Booz Allen? These are all things that are going to get you a lot closer than not having anything. So I do hope that that was valuable to you. Anything else to add, Alex? Not at all. I mean, if we're talking pro tips, like that was it right there. So you can get in with the decision makers on a way that is familiar to them. And it's all about your target audience. I cannot add anything to that because that was just phenomenal. But real quick, before we transition to our summary, I just want to say that Brian left a comment talking about a military spouse mixture on March the 25th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Go over to vetsindustry.org and sign up for it. There is going to be a ton of folks in the military community and recruiters out there. Next is if you have a question, go ahead and drop that in the comments. 
Go ahead and drop it in the comments below. So as we get through the summary of points that we covered today, we will be able to get to your question because your questions are most important to us. So we started our conversation with the notion that social media is going to be a large part of your job search. Building relationships is going to be vital to marketing yourself and your network is going to bring exposure. You can show value through engagement and the concept of giving before you take. We talked about main point number one, which was what does it mean to market yourself? Here are some examples of bad marketing. Here is our innovative prop product. Here is why I am awesome. And here is what we do. Now, there are times where you can use that tone of voice, but if your tone of voice is always that, it is not speaking to your target audience. Frame it this way. Here is your pain. Here is your transformation. Don't make the same mistake that I did. Follow up with, here's why it will work for you. It saved me time. It saved me money. It saved my team stress. And here is people like you who have tried this in the past, and this was their result. Number two, we talked about setting your priorities and detailing a plan. For setting the priorities and detailing a plan, we really took a deep dive into aligning clearly what the priorities are and then having specific steps. All right, whether we wanted to get promoted, whether we wanted to get a new job in another industry, or if we wanted to build a company like Justin has, your personal brand is going to impact everything that you do. Our third and final point was detailing a plan with seven steps and strategies. Here we talked about choosing a niche, becoming an expert educating the audience. And as you educate, build a social media following by being inclusive and hearing people out. Looking for speaking opportunities, whether it's a live or a podcast or audio, and then getting to know people because your network is directly correlated to your net worth. Then we drop some pro tips. We talked about content scheduling. Get those people used to seeing your content, whether it's every day or once a week. Get started now and don't wait. Vary up your content with copy and graphics and videos using Canva or Microsoft PowerPoint, aligning across your platforms, and then identifying initiatives, special campaigns, corporate social responsibility events at the top 10 companies that you are targeting. We looked at Team RWB and other VSOs, or the amazing insight that Justin shared about Hilton Hotels or Booz Allen or Capital One. Having a plan and then executing the plan consistently is going to get you farther than going out and trying to brute force it like Justin has tried to do and I have tried to do. Trust me, we have done it. We have spent the time. We have experience the frustration that you are probably feeling and we don't want you to be in the same place that we were in. Over to you, Justin.
Yeah, thanks for that uh, great overview, Alex. And everyone, thank you so much for spending the last hour and 23 minutes and 30 seconds with us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you uh, joining us on these weekly events. Thank you again for attending MBS 360, your navigational compass to career opportunity. Our team is here to help you navigate the journey. Remember to join our talent pool on our homepage at www.missionboxsolutions.com so we can help you find new opportunity or to help you begin your next talent solution project. Give us a follow on LinkedIn, Twitter, a subscribe on YouTube. If you found value in tonight's show, and tonight's show see you all next week. Out of here. Take care.